0: Welcome back to another episode of How To with Mia and Ziad. Today, we're going to be talking about IPOs, following all the recent news to do with DoorDash and Airbnb. Remember that everything that we talk about should not be taken as personal advice. If you have questions about your specific situation, please contact your financial advisor. And make sure that you keep liking and subscribing to our channel and commenting any questions that you might have. Now, let's get started, Zi.
1: That's right, really excited for this week's episode. We're gonna be talking about IPOs, especially with companies like DoorDash and Airbnb going public last week. We've had a lot of clients coming to us with questions regarding IPOs. What are they, why are they important? Are they a good investment to make? So we wanna take a little time to dive into the details of this, so let's get into it. So what is an IPO? Well, an IPO stands for an initial public offering. Now, what that is is a company's way of going from private to public. And so what that does and the reasons behind this serves twofold. One, it's a company's way of raising funds rather than taking on debt or going through private investments. Now they can go public and they can use those funds to take on different projects, hire talent, grow their business and continue to expand as a company. Now, second is you have all these private investors and the founders of the company and these, these early employees who have a lot of ownership in this company, IPO is their opportunity to finally capitalize and reap the rewards of all their hard work they've done over the years. And so as a public investor, why is an IPO important? Well this is your opportunity to get into this company that you couldn't buy before. And so it's really important to keep in mind and look into whether the company that you like is planning on going public sooner or later.
0: The first difference between a public and private company is who owns the company. For a private company, the owners will be management, founders, or private investors. Now think about this. If an IPO is a company's way of transitioning from being private ownership to public ownership, meaning that they're now offering shares to the public and you become a shareholder, that means that you're part owner in the company and can then benefit from their successes. A second difference between the two is in reporting. Public companies need to report quarterly earnings. Private companies don't need to share that information. A third difference are the ways that they fundraise. So fundraising is so much easier when you are a public company. And that's a large incentive for companies to go public because they can issue stocks or bonds. Whereas private companies need angel investors or venture capitalists to help them raise large amounts of capital.
1: The main difference between a traditional IPO and a direct listing is the fact that with the traditional IPO, you're creating and selling new shares of your company with the help of a third party to do so. While with a direct listing, you're not creating any new shares. You're using the shares that you already have, and you're not using any kind of outside assistance with that either. Uh, now direct listing is, more, is a more recent and has become a bit more of a popular route over the past couple of years. But most companies tend to prefer the traditional path to go in public because you do have a better idea on what your share price is going to be before the, before the IPO date, and you better ensure that those shares are actually going to get sold. Now, for the companies who don't want to pay a lot of those costs that come with that traditional route and have a confidence in their company's ability to sell shares, they like that, that direct listing route instead, the more non-traditional path. Some notable companies that have gone public via direct listing have been Spotify, Slack, Palantir more recently, Asana as well as another company. So keep an eye out on what method your companies, the companies you're looking at are doing to properly IPL.
0: Now we mentioned quarterly reporting requirements of public companies earlier in the video, but it's important to emphasize how important quarterly earnings are. Earnings can cause a lot of volatility, and bad earnings can tend to drop the price. Good earnings can make it shoot up. If a company is just going public, though, how are you supposed to analyze their financials and see how they've been doing? You can do it through an S-1 filing. An S-1 filing is required for registration with the SEC, and it makes companies disclose how they plan to use the capital raised, what their business model is, disclosure of business dealings, how many new shares of stock it's planning on issuing, and what its intended price per share will be, how much they're looking to raise, and all of their recent financial results and its projected trajectory. 2020 could really be called the year of a lot of things, but it should be called the year of IPOs. It really seems like everyone is going public, and in some cases, it doesn't even matter if you're profitable or even if you have a product yet um nicola but people are buying them all these ipos so what were some of the popular ones that we could think about from this year doordash shot up 85 percent. that was last week and airbnb shot up even more after one day they went up so much that roblox which was planning to ipo is now saying give me a second we're going to push our date to 2021 now Earlier this year, we had Casper, the mattress company that IPO'd, and it's really been, um, it's been sleeping ever since. Lemonade IPO'd in July, and it's well above its IPO price. And then there's Snowflake, which was the largest software IPO in September. There's been a lot of hype around all of these companies. Some warranted and some not so much. Make sure that you're talking to a financial advisor to figure out if investing in an IPO is right
1: for you. Should I invest in a company on its IPO date? We like to say no, stay away. A lot of times when a company is going public, the information that is available is framed in a much more positive light and is meant to generate hype as all these private investors are looking to maximize the value of their investment before it's available to the rest of the public. And so, especially on an IPO date, there is a lot of volatility that surrounds the price of a company even in the weeks afterwards, you think of Airbnb last week, you know, it shot up in price before the public had availability to it. And it's down, it's been down 15, 16% since. And so we usually like to wait at least two quarters before getting into a company after its IPO date, because then there is a lot more clarity on what what the business is, whether it is a viable investment, and how it's priced in terms of the general market. IPOs are just one aspect of the investment landscape. If you are looking to talk over IPOs or different investments in general, or working for a company that is potentially going public in the near future, reach out to us. We're here to help build a plan, build a portfolio that is structured towards your goals and needs, and we are happy to help.
0: That about wraps up our how-to episode for today. If you have any questions, please just DM us or comment on our YouTube video. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your questions or any suggestions of what you'd like us to make videos on in the future. You can call us at 310-441-9393 and we'll see you here next week.